This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Hey, the Mississippi PTA was founded in 1909 in Crystal Springs, and over 100 years later, the Mississippi PTA is still a powerful voice for all children. And today, we're going to go behind the scenes of the Parents Teachers Association and speak with Rosalind McCoy, president of the Jackson Council PTA, and Michelle Henry, vice president of the Jackson Council PTA for middle schools. Also, Anna Hall from the Education Committee will be joining us, too. Plus, Michelle and I will be talking about the latest headlines in the weekly roundup. And if you'd like to be part of the show, just give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you could email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking here on MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting for more information. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. This is Now You're Talking from MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Happy week after Thanksgiving. I hope you're over your turkey coma at this point. I know I am. I think I gained about six pounds, and that's not too bad, uh, all in one day. That was what was so awesome about it. Lots of carbs. It was a good meal all the way around. Hey, we got a great guest today, and we got a good show, and I think you're going to enjoy it. We have Rosalind McCoy. She's president of the Jackson Council PTA, and Michelle Henry, the vice president of the Jackson Council for PTA uh, for middle schools and just to make it that much better, we have Anna Hill in the Anna Hall, excuse me, in the Education Committee in the studio as well. I cannot read my own handwriting, which is not a good thing on a Monday morning. But it is a Monday morning, and I hope you had a great weekend. I did, and I just wanted to say, everybody, um, today was the first day that my son drove to school. So I just want to say you made it through rush hour successfully, and he <laughs> made it there successfully, so all is good. And I'm feeling really old. I started growing my beard out. It turned white on me, which is really rude. And then on top of that, I now have two kids driving. But it was really great over the holidays because I had all three of my kids in the house, and that was divine. Um, we of course, We, of course, decided, hey, we got a little time off. Let's just go hit the road because I'm not on the road enough. And we drove to Atlanta to go spend Thanksgiving with my in-laws, which was good. Politics did not come up. At, well, it almost came up a couple times, but we were like, no, 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 whenever that started right. up. So no politics. We wanted to enjoy our Thanksgiving and be thankful not in a war, uh, but it was good, and it turned out well. And the fun thing was we went to the Georgia Aquarium, which my youngest son loves sharks. So it was a good place to go because guess what they have? Sharks. Sharks. There you go. And I didn't realize that my child was an encyclopedia of fish because he's sitting there telling me Latin names of the fish. I'm like, where did you learn this? Well, I read it in a book. Well, that's good, but obviously I felt very stupid. Uh, but it was good, good, good. And I tell you – um, I, you know, Thanksgiving is one of those kind of holidays I just kind of wish was every day of the year. I yeah. just I just enjoy it. I really do. Not that I could handle that kind of eating, mind you. I would weigh 950 pounds. But it was still nice to sit down and look at all the things to be grateful for. And um, 
yeah, it was just that kind of a week. So. Yeah, a lot of people say that, but, you know, we can actually keep Thanksgiving in our hearts every day. We can. If we wake up grateful every day about what we have and what we uh, where we go to work and things like that. We exactly. talk about that a lot on the show. Again, MPB, I don't feel like I'm coming to work. I'm coming to do something that I love. You just I'm, know Jason's listening. No. That's why you're being so happy right now. I as know. a disclaimer, no, Jason has nothing to do <laughs> no, with it. No, I got to tell no. folks, Michelle is honestly as upbeat and positive as she sounds like on <laughs> the air. She's a very, very positive human being. But yeah, I agree with you. You know, and it's one of those things. I'm reading a book about the Lusitania, which was the ship that got torpedoed by the Germans and right at the start of World War One. Okay, because okay? I like reading obscure stuff. Okay, And it's a good book. Eric Larson wrote it. And there was a, an author that was on the boat that got killed and his name was Elbert Hubbard. And Elbert Hubbard wrote a really cool short piece called Message to Garcia, which was based on a courier during the Spanish-American War, basically the general said, take this to this general who's hidden in the jungle and go find him. And, well, he found him in four days and got the message to him, and that's how the U.S. ended up winning because of the, the – anyway, long story short, the, the essay is about the fact that if you work a job – that most people will have bad attitudes. Mm. They generally, they treat it like it's work. They go in, they ask questions, stupid questions. They, they complain, they gossip and everything else. And his point in that essay is if you've got a job, love it. Right. Embrace it. Go after it full bore. And i got to give you credit. You do a good job at that. Well, thank you. But, again, I say I credit where I work and the people I work with, but also. I know me. I know. Yeah, of it's, course. It's Getting me. to work with you every Monday and all of my hosts. You know, I know Mary Margaret It's almost Miller as good and, as that wisdom tooth that had a hole in it, right? <laughs> oh, my God. We don't want to rehash that. No, but, no, because that's great radio. I, that is. But I do feel 100% better. Jason said this morning, you look back, you look normal again. <laughs> Have my ladies what, looking a nice at couple. us like, what? You got to write Hallmark cards. That's really touching. Right. They're looking to me like what i have my wisdom tooth extracted do you feel less wise a little bit it took really? a little I'm just wisdom. curious yeah <laughs> look but it was a hole in my tooth so i was here on the floor in my office screaming crying and everyone was concerned oh yeah and yeah. my co-worker Feels i have good. to say one more time kendra she's not feeling well today but kendra uh oh, great right, no, she caught it from you yeah no 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 <laughs> she she's actually has a little cold but she took me drove me around oh, that was three hilarious different offices I mean, and you called me i was in her driving and it literally sounded like you were on something I was, I, i'm not sure what it was i was on pain you were on pain <laughs> yes sound like something mr t would say but you know that takes me back to being grateful pain. being thankful i'm thankful Amen. for my coworkers. I'm thankful that God, I know, you know, we don't want to, God made that happen where we found a dentist that was open <laughs> haphazardly, you know, yeah. things happen. And for me, I'm just grateful that I'm alive and I'm able to do what I love every day. I mean, doesn't that sound corny, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, and this is the thing. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think now. I'm 20 and I'm 17 years out from cancer. So, but I get up every morning. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I didn't just thank my, my doctor. He did a great job. And I did a good job healing. So I figured we, we kind of worked as a team. Um, but, you know, every morning when I see that sunrise, if I'm out running or so forth, and uh, Thanksgiving, my oldest son and I decided to get up and we hiked Kennesaw Mountain, which is a mountain in the Atlanta area. And so uh, we went up right as the sun rose. And we sat there on top of the mountain watching the sun come up over the horizon. Oh, and wow. it was so, and as corny as it sounds, Ever since I've had the cancer, I just sit there and watch the sunrise and go, 
thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just gratefulness. And now there, I complain. Trust right, me, we right. all do it. But um, you know, it's that. But I say Thanksgiving in our heart because, I mean, seriously, you watch the news these days, mm. and there's a lot of stuff on there that just it's heartbreaking. Um, or just, one day you're crushing. here. One day you're talking to someone, and the next day they're gone. Yeah. Or the next minute, and you never know when someone's last day here is, you know, on earth. So I is say, there something I need to know here? Because you're looking at me funny. <laughs> Take every opportunity. Oh, you- if you want to tell somebody you love them, if you want to um, tell somebody thank you, take every opportunity uh, to do that while they're here and not wait till they're gone. And speaking of gone, you mentioned that Oprah's mother I saw passed. that she passed away. And so she was 93. She passed away on Thanksgiving. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are. You lose your mama. You lose your mama. Right. She can be 105. Doesn't matter. She's a part of you and you're a part of her. And, you know, that's going to be a loss. But she lived a good 93 years. 93. That's good. I mean, you know, I'm sure when I'm 93 that that will not seem to be like a long life. But, but, you know, it's funny because Stan Lee died. And Mm -hmm. and I did that cartoon about Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. I think he was like 93, 95, something like that also. I want to live a life. I think we all should aspire to live a life that when we pass away at 93 or 95 years old, that everybody around us says, you know what? He was taken too soon. Mm. You know, because there's some people that when they pass away at 93, you're kind of like, thank goodness. I'm just kidding. I I would never (laughs) be so cruel. But there are some people that honestly are alive until the day they quit breathing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something to aspire to. Yes, it is. Yeah. And speaking of aspiring, we oh have my gosh. wonderful ladies in wonderful. here today. Yeah, it, this is great. We That was a good segue. It was. It really was. You yeah. got to go on radio. That's what I do. Uh-huh. You got to go on radio. Uh, maybe. We got Rosalind McCoy here. She's president of the Jackson Council PTA. Michelle Henry here is the vice president of the Jackson Council PTA for middle schools. And Anna Hall is here who gave me the ex- very exclusive, wonderful title. She's on the, the education committee. So we'll get her to explain that as well. And I can tell you this. I do a lot of traveling around the state and speaking, and I go into a a lot of schools and it's always really cool when you see a school where the parents are totally involved mm-hmm. so we're going to find out about how they are involved as well coming up after the break this is now you're talking on mpb think radio You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. All right, I want to thank the Now You're Talking Orchestra for that little that little tune. It's great. We have a full orchestra in the studio. You just don't realize it. It's the magic of radio. Hey, thanks for listening, by the way. You know, we're talking about things that we're thankful for. I'm thankful for you. I appreciate you being part of the show. And, of course, if you want to be part of the show, you can give us a call at 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. Well, I tell you what, I mentioned a little bit earlier how... Um, you know, I'm out and about and I travel and I like to go into schools. And number one, I can always tell when a school's got a great principal because you walk in the, the front door and things are clean. The kids are pretty orderly for the most part. The teachers seem to be in a pretty good mood. 
But I tell you, when you see a school where the parents are involved, that is a school where magic is happening. And we got three people here today who helped make that magic happen and going to tell us a little bit of their story. And I'm very excited. We got Rosalind McCoy, who's the president of the Jackson Council PTA, who is about to go into mutiny because she's having to wear her headphones. So, but I think she's going to be cool. And of course, Michelle Henry is the vice president of the Jackson Council PTA for middle schools, who also went to Atlanta over Thanksgiving. So that was pretty cool too. And Anna Hall here, who's from the um, education committee. And we're going to find out what that is exactly. Cause that sounds pretty ominous. No, just kidding. Anyway, ladies, thank you for being in the sh- being with us today. Thank you for having us. Oh, no problem. So there we go. All right. Uh, tell us, I'll tell you what, Rosalind, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, I am now a former parent of the Jackson Public School District. I had the wonderful opportunity of witnessing my daughter travel from kindergarten through 12th grade while wow. across the stage uh-huh. as um, and now official alum of Jim Hill High School, Yay. home of the Mighty Tigers. Um, but in addition to that and my role as a wife, um, I am a proud alum of the Jackson Public School District, Lanier mm-hmm. High School, home of the 833 Nation, Mighty Bulldogs, all of those great things in between as the best high school in the Jackson Public so School I, District. So I detect there may have been a little bit of a rivalry in your household. Uh, yes, because yes, okay. my husband is a proud graduate of Jim Hill High School, so we are uh, house divided. Yes, that could have gotten pretty And ugly. then I'm outnumbered, too, but... Well, I stand strong. I'm 833. I'm a husband. You're always outnumbered. Trust me. <laughs> so, um, but um, outside of that, and I'm going to even say that it's also personal for me to yeah. be um, not just an alum parent of the district, but I'm still what I consider a parent of the district because my heart has adopted 24,000 students of this district, or however many we currently have. Um who I am to them is a village mom, I would say. Yeah. Um, there's boys, girls alike, all ages, everything in between. Right now, I am the proud aunt of some nieces and nephews that are going through the school district. So my ties to this are forever. Um, in addition to that, my my heart will not let me let go of a whole lot of things in the school district. And that's whether it's PTA or whether it's booster club parent, um, co-parent or anything you know, that's related to that. My heart is in the Jackson Public School District. So wherever there's work to be done there, I am willing to assist with whatever that needs to be done. So I'm impressed because, like you said, you, you watched your child cross the stage. A lot mm-hmm. of parents at that point are going, okay, next phase. But you were, you're still so engaged. Right, right. Um, and some of that, too, maybe because with the help of family like the ones that are sitting here at the table yeah. who have surrounded ourselves um, with everybody's child across the district, it just becomes more of a village-like thing in our school community. Yeah. Um, so while my child is now on the college, um, because of the engagement that she was involved in, she comes back, does things with Jackson Public School District. Really? She is one that we call an ambassador alum mm-hmm. with the um, Jackson Council Youth Program that yeah. we have. So it's, it's a lot of different threads to this, but at the end of the day, we do consider ourselves um, a family for JPS and NJPS. Excellent. Michelle, what's your story? I am the mother of six children. Six. And so wow. even though I'm not from Jackson, mm-hmm. um, I'm a I'm a native of Louisiana. But um my children are I have two graduates of Jackson Public Schools and then I have two high school students, a middle schooler and an elementary student. Wow. And so being involved in the district is mandatory yeah. because I want my children to have the very best that they can. And sometimes that requires having parents that are actively involved and in community or communion rather with the teachers and the administration of the school. Now, how I got it on this level with Jackson Council is <laughs> kind of like that um, episode, that 
part in The Godfather when... You didn't show um, up to a meeting one day. That's what happened. And they said, you know, I tried to get out, but they pulled me they back pulled, in. They keep pulling you back in. Right, right. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like that, but I love it because yeah. we get the opportunity to see students who may not have been... Um, may have been little caterpillars turn into butterflies, mm-hmm. and that is amazing. Mm-hmm. And chill bumps and everything. You can't see that radio, nope, but I do. It's true. She but does. It's, <laughs> it's really beautiful to see children become their best selves That's and right. to know that you you may not have directly had a hand in that, but yeah. you got to watch it. That is beautiful. And so I love being working with Jackson County. So by giving so much of yourself, you're actually getting just a little bit back in return. That's kind of cool. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do. Anna, um, uh, of course, you're on the Education Committee, so you're going to now tell the whole world what that means. The Education Committee is a branch of Jackson Council PTA that handles our Youth Ambassador Program. Okay. And that's uh, student representatives from all seven high schools that we work with and train and try to expose to as much civil engagement as possible. Yeah. Um, we work on social justice issues uh, such as voting and hold voter registration drives and um advocate for better education funding, uh, and just community presence, getting them out there to school board meetings and to city council meetings so that we can have a fully engaged um, teen unit as well so that they're advocates within their own schools. Yeah, I would think, um, because, I mean, I have teenagers, I know how this rolls, but I would think that if you have kids that are totally actively involved and they see how the sausage is made, Mm -hmm. they can Mm -hmm. go back to their friends Exactly. And really spread the word better than, you know, mom or dad or the teacher or the principal trying right. to talk to them. So that's mm-hmm. a brilliant idea. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you get how did you get involved? I first became involved in PTA when my middle son started school at Walton Elementary. They mm-hmm. have an amazing PTA there and um, just slowly started integrating into Walton and their Day-to-day practices have a wonderful PTA president, Christian Woodruff, who taught me all the ropes and all the ways to be engaged, which led me to Jackson Council. And yeah. they have trainings for PTA members on a regular basis, twice a month, actually. So One tonight. Can, one tonight. One tonight. <laughs> so that uh, you can put best practices forward in your own PTA unit. And got connected with these two wonderful women and the other women on Jackson Council and just became more and more involved. Very cool. Let's talk a little bit about the history of Mississippi PTA because, like I said, 1909, it was founded in Crystal Springs. I mean, it's been around for a long time. What what are the advantages to uh, not only the history, but what are the advantages of having a structure like PTA as opposed to parents just going in and doing their own thing? Well, what I've learned um, through my experiences with PTA, and it's been a very long time, honestly, for at least 13 years, if not longer, is that some people seem to believe that PTA is just um, a fundraising piece of school work, whereas PTA was founded on advocacy, um, advocacy in about four or five different directions. Right. And as that relates to the work in Mississippi, um, the advocacy was it was birthed at, as a pool of parents in Crystal Springs who was experiencing a lot of issues in their school district, most of which they did not know enough about or understand at the time. So they were right. just kind of relying on, relying on each other 
for help to understand why why is it that we can't? Why is it that we don't? Why is it that they do this? And why does it have to be this way? Those type of things. So out of those conversations in somebody's house, a baby was born that is now a national um, piece of great work for parent advocacy. Yeah. Um, and the advocacy is streamlined to public schools or public education, right. whatever that may look like in every state in the country. Um, but the great thing about it is it started right here in Mississippi. Um, and despite all of the current education issues that um, all of our school communities in our state face right now, the real thing about this is um, it started with a small group of parents who were just interested in doing something else to make education work for their families at the time. And it just grew into this super fantastic thing that created another um, thread of that work, which is the Jackson Council PTA. And the Jackson Council PTA was birthed in 1989. And that was a result of PTA growing so big, it became too much for a small group of parents to manage. So yeah. they created councils. And so those councils are um, became a group of just as, just as much interested as the first group of parents that started the PTA. And so we have 58, well, we had 58 units in the Jackson Public School Districts because despite popular belief, JPS is the second largest school district in the state of Mississippi under DeSoto County, and that's in terms of enrollment. However, we are the largest urban school district in the state of Mississippi, so we got a whole lot of houses to help, you know, understand this whole education thing and all of that stuff. And all of that can take a whole lot of time and a whole lot of work. So the council was created to help manage all of those processes to birth leaders, even starting with great youth programs like the ambassador programs, so that we can keep a cycle of great and positive public education resources and tools going on, not just in our school district, but in our states and our surrounding school communities. So PTA... Um, is a, certainly a helpful resource for a lot of different reasons, but the platform of it is advocacy. And mm -hmm. advocacy meaning that we want the best and whatever that may look like of education in the form of quality um, education for every student possible, not just in Mississippi, but in the country. Um, so for Mississippi, we have to create that experience and right. we and creating that experience means we have to get educated on every different, every kind of component, whether it starts at the state capitol through the legislative issues, um, which includes all of the funding craziness that we saw yeah, that, that we have going on at that to actually sitting close enough to parents where parents can start to understand all of these different components of education so that not only can they better understand it, but when they understand it, they can better execute things mm -hmm. in their schools. And yeah. that's when you start to see schools transform. Exactly. I think that's, I think you just touched on something that's really important. And I think that that's why y'all should be celebrated because Honestly, if you don't know what the issues are, right. you don't know how to help. Right. And that was, um, we were reminded a couple of weeks ago that public education was so that we could have an informed constituency. That's yeah. right. And Jackson Council PTA takes that very seriously, right. not just the public education of our children, but also the education of the adults in the room with our children, the yeah. parents in the room with our children, That's because right. we may have all have the same issues. But until we understand the reasoning behind those issues and ways to bring solutions to it, then we are just like little noises going around. Exactly. That's right. But collectively, we have a voice and we can speak that voice. And that's what Jackson Council tries to do, not just with our students, but also with our parents mm -hmm. and then sending and using it as a cycle because our students will one day become parents That's and we right. want them to be just as involved when they become older as they are when they're younger. 
Well, I mean, and I know a lot of school districts have challenges and so forth. I know Jackson Public Schools had a huge challenge in the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, y'all were right there. And I can only imagine if you weren't involved, it would have been really tough knowing exactly what was going on with your kids' education. That's right. That's right. Staying on top of it. Right. So, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, when this, when Jackson Public Schools was facing um, a lot of adversity mm-hmm. last year, um, we, Jackson Council PTA, along with other organizations throughout the city, were encouraging yeah. parents to understand exactly what was going on right. and to be there because it makes a big difference when things are going on behind closed doors. But when you have to actually look in the face of the people that you are making those changes yes. in regards to, it makes a big difference. And so we were really... Um, big advocates on making sure parents and students were there to participate in the process and to learn more about the process. And I tell you what, y'all, y'all absolutely nailed a truism about um, being a parent uh, when we were in the green room talking about communication and talking about, you know, what the difference between communication at the elementary level, the middle school level and the high school. Tell, tell, let's recreate that conversation because I think a lot of parents will be going, yeah, that's very true. So elementary school, communication is usually pretty easy, right? Yeah. So um, elementary school, we talk, administration talks directly to parents. Um, you, you get, like at my, my son's um, elementary school, every Monday I know that a notice is coming on, home telling me what exactly what's going on from the week. And during the week I get one from the principal, I get one from the teacher. Um, my middle schooler, I... Um, my middle school principal does a really good job of communicating via the robocalls that Jackson Public School yeah. has, mm-hmm. but on everyday activities, not so much because they have that communication directly with the student, and it is then the student's responsibility to bring it back to me. Now, my when my son was a sixth grader, Everything that they told him came right back. He's a seventh grader now, and mm-hmm. he's feeling himself. And so sometimes <laughs> mama doesn't always get that information. And my ninth and tenth graders are in high school. All information goes directly to them because they make announcements over the intercom. Right. I'm not at the school. And so communication on the high school level is more administration directly to to um, students. But as parents... If we know that the communication levels are going to be adjusting, that's when we don't take our hands off of them. We keep our hands on them even more. Exactly. So because we know that we're not going to hear directly from administration. So we have to show up like you spoke in the green room about your dad showing up while you're eating lunch. Yeah. I was like, how did you get in the building? I think the man had a key. <laughs> yeah. So we have to pop up and, and understand that pop ups don't, don't mean that we go and we interrupt instructional time exactly. or we go and we um try to bogart our way into classrooms, et cetera. But we take the opportunity to sit down and eat lunch. I can eat lunch with my middle schooler. And when I sit down to eat lunch, I can find out everything that has happened that entire day just by having lunch. I'm not disrupting the classroom, but I am actively involved. And like Rosalind said earlier about being a village mom, kids come to you and they see you there. And so they know that you're someone who cares. And because you're someone who cares, they may want to share that information with you. High school is a little bit different because kids kind of shy away from you but and you and then you can be the cool mom one minute and the not so cool mom the next minute because you did something you thought was cool and it really isn't (laughs) but but if you always keep it at the forefront of your activities doing what's best for the children at that school then you'll never go wrong because they'll see your heart children are very very um 
have very great discernment and they can see your heart. And if they know that your heart is in it and you're doing it because you really care about them, then they are more than welcome to share the information with you. I mean, that's kudos to what y'all are doing, because I, I can tell you this just from having kids of my own. Kids won't listen to words, but they'll pay attention to your actions mm-hmm. big time, big time as well on that. Um, just it, it, just the fact that you're in the schools, though, and you're able to do that. And, and I want to point out. I want to point out real quick before we go to break, um, you know, sometimes I think parents can go overboard in a classroom and, and, you know, try and like you said, but that's not what y'all are all about. You're, you're sitting there, you're in the schools, you're getting involved because you want to see what you can do to help the teachers and the, and the administration mm-hmm. be able to give the best quality education to your kids. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Correct. That's very good. Well, I tell you what, we're going to continue this conversation but we all need a break you know because we've been talking for a long time we need that whole minute just to rest and so forth and we're going to come back we're talking with rosalind mccoy's president of the jackson council pta michelle henry is the vice president of the jackson council pta and of course anna hall who's on the education committee and we're going to talk a little bit more about what they do on the local level with the pta this is now you're talking on mpb think radio You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Happy Monday. Thank you for being part of the show. And, of course, if you want to be part of the show, we'd love you to call. You give us a call at 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING because sometimes you've got questions that I don't ask. Well, I tell you what, we have got a great show today. I would like to welcome back into the conversation. We have Rosalind McCoy's president of the Jackson Council PTA. Michelle Henry is the vice president of the Jackson Council of the PTA for Middle Schools. And Anna Hall, who's on the education committee. Um, I feel like we have total power structure here. I, I tell you what, um, Rosalind, really, seriously, you don't have to wear the headphones. It, it's okay. I, I will give you a pass there because this has been now 35 minutes into the show, and I, I just noticed that you're about ready to have a mutiny here. I, I don't want to lose you because you're a great guest. Don't want to lose you. And I have a strange feeling that um, you're kind of a hard person to say no to. Mm, you got that, huh? Yeah. I don't know why, but that's awesome because that makes things happen. You see this fire starter over here? Yeah. But that's because she She's cares. The so. yellow, with the yellow mic. Yeah. And she has the booster cable with the blue mic. Yes. Okay. I, I about to say, Michelle's just over there, but quiet, smiling. I have a feeling that she's, of course, you know, vice president. You know, does that vice president, what what exactly does that title mean? Does that mean you're like one heartbeat away from the presidency? So it means that that's what the bylaws say. Oh, okay. Okay. So does, okay. there's a story behind it. Okay. okay. Oh, well, let's tell it. That's what we're here about. I want to hear the story here. Okay. So it, it just means that that's what the bylaws say. But Jackson Council PTA, we are hands on. Yeah. And so um, while Rosalind is our fearless leader as the president, mm-hmm. and she is the face and the voice of Jackson Council PTA, this is 100% a collective group. Right. And mm-hmm. we work very well together because regardless to where we come from, right. our goal is to do what's the best for the students of Jackson Public Schools. And because of that, we work really well together. There are some ladies who are not here today who mm-hmm. are part of the collective. But, um, yeah, titles for us 
Um, Basically, it's whoever sees something that needs to be done goes and does it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which and is we're awesome. a point um, that everybody knows everybody's knows. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, it's what old school people call, you need to know everybody's job mm-hmm. and everybody's role and all that. Yeah. I call it, you need to know everybody's know. So what Anna knows, I need to know. And what okay. I know, Michelle needs to know. And Ramsey needs to know. Right. What everybody knows, so that it's, kind it's of stuff. K-N-O-W, not Everybody's no, like right, okay, right, right, right. just check in there. Okay, right, right, and and that like headphones. Us. That's your no. That's a no. That's N O. That's your N O. Okay, just checking. So, um, but but it helps us yeah. to keep keep jailed in the right places. It helps us to show up and be so many different places because mm-hmm. we get asked a whole lot. How do you be here and how do you do this and right. how do you do that? You know what? Because it's not one person. It's not even two, three or four. It's a group of great people who are steady recruiting other people. I was gonna ask- that's why we have all these trainings that Anna yeah. was talking about because we want to help groom people to become this thing. Well, that's the thing I was going to say. Um, and, you know, Anna, you can probably even touch on this, too. When you get in, involved in this, how do you start out? You know, somebody comes up and taps you or they're sitting at a table saying join the PTA and, and you sign down, but you don't realize exactly what you're getting into. Or do you know that it's going to end up being a you know a huge heart commitment? Absolutely not. You do not know that what the commitment is going to be. I think there there are many levels to PTA. Sometimes people hang back and and they say, "Oh no!" As soon as I step in there, they're going to be asking me to do everything. Right. Yeah, and that that's really not the case. PTA doesn't want to be dragging people in for for every single event. You come to the table with your strengths and, right. and offer them up, and they will be welcomed with open arms. I think that. Um, for me, I absolutely was all in. I just wanted to be as involved as possible. Yeah. So, But you can certainly walk in and join your local PTA, and your $5 will be most appreciated. And yeah. we'd love to see you at the meetings. So, <laughs> Well, okay, let's just go ahead and talk about what y'all provide on the local level. Advocacy training. What is advocacy training? Because we touched on this a little bit. But when you're getting going through advocacy training, what do you, what do you learn? So advocacy training has two folds. Um, we focus on the parents and we focus on the students okay. because they they come from two different angles and they have different perspectives. Right. Parents are more on explaining to them exactly how their tax dollars go toward the fully funding of education and how um, education, I mean, not, government doesn't work from the top down. It works from the bottom up right. and getting them more involved on the bottom level so that they can make changes as we rise up. For students, it is getting them to understand that they do have a voice in their education and that it's not just what someone tells you to do. And so our advocacy training for our students is teaching them to speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. They get the opportunity to learn about issues um, as we are preparing for our activity Mm -hmm. in February, our PTA Day at the Capitol. Our ambassadors will set up what they will call our legislative agenda. And those will be points that they see going on in their school district that they would like to bring to the attention of the legislators. And then on thanks to our VP of legislation, we have in others, we have the opportunity to teach them how to speak directly to legislators. Do you know that there's a lot of money in being a lobbyist and that and all that the lobbyist does is speak directly to legislators to share their opinion and their thoughts. And so because of that, we have, um, we try to teach our, our young people how to be able to speak directly with our legislators. And that is done by the, um, at our PTA day at the Capitol where we go and we 
show up at the Capitol dressed all alike, mm-hmm. looking nice and bring it, pulling buses and buses and buses of kids to the Capitol for the sole intent of sharing their legislative agenda with our elected officials. And I think removing the intimidation from those situations yeah. too, right. is that right. we would like all of our students to know that you can walk into the Capitol. You can speak to mm-hmm. the people who you voted into office, but also with our parents removing the intimidation from from talking to administrators and yeah. knowing mm-hmm. what resources are available. You know, many of the times our parents in our district are struggling with issues that they feel there are no resources for. Right. And in fact, there are plenty of resources. It's like Michelle having a toothache and not knowing that there are dentists, you know, <laughs> yeah. and just yeah, assuming it's something she needs to suffer through. Right, because she did that for about five months. So don't, don't be thinking it happened in one day. So the whole dentist thing just snuck up on her. She really did. So... Very good. I like her. We'll have to have her all of y'all back, actually. We'll talk about anything. I'll just make this into a show. Um, but th- you're right, and, and you're right, because I, I know that as a parent, because sometimes you, you literally, your eyes start to glaze over when you start seeing all the different things, and, and you know your child has got this issue that you need help with, and so you don't know where to start. But guess what? With mm-hmm. a little bit of learning, mm-hmm. there you go. kind of mm-hmm. cuts, makes, cuts straight to the chase. And this, this also reminds me that um, parent and child needs are different. Mm-hmm. Um, they they need totally that Some of their stuff is the same, yeah, and it overlaps. But as far as their real direct needs are quite different. Yeah. Um, children need certain things from their schools, and they recognize those needs, right. even as children. Whereas parents have a totally different thing that they need from schools. Like, for example, children, especially when they get um, in the upper grades, they may not realize how unsafe or the conditions of their schools is having a direct effect on whatever their situation or their challenge may be in the classroom. Some of the students may not even care because they may be focused on something totally different. Mm -hmm. Whereas a parent, only for example, a parent may see how, you know, we talk about this um, uh, school-to-prison pipeline thing. That's like a popular conversation these days. Yeah. But what that looks like may look totally different from a pa- for a parent than it does for a student. A student may not see anything wrong with those, what do they call those, metal detectors mm-hmm. right. at the door because they're just, they're so used to it, it has become normal. So what? It's at the door. I don't have anything out of da 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 But from a parent's perspective, it may send a totally different message with a totally right. different signal. Right, because yeah. we remember when we went to school, they weren't there. Yeah, yeah, you know, so um, because of all of those things, we take those things into consideration Mm -hmm. when we're developing trainings, because we develop trainings, not just on our experiences as parents, but our experiences um, um, leaders in the community. Mm -hmm. And when we're leaders in the community, we don't just have stuff going on at home. We have experiences with parents, parents, parents (laughs) in their homes. You know what I'm saying? Because some people may experience challenges in their homes that directly uh, affect their students' performance in the classroom. But when there's no relationship Mm -hmm. um, between the parent or the home and the school, principals and all of those great people that we rely on every day when we send our kids on the school buses, they have no idea what is going on, what may be keeping Johnny from doing X, Y, and Z in the classroom. Because teachers come in and they don't know. 
different things. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So I totally agree with these women here. There's such a huge layer of something else underneath the top layer. And sometimes parents just don't consider all of those things because they don't know what they're experiencing sometimes. You know what I'm saying? I know that yeah. kind of sounds weird. No, no, no. But we just don't quite understand that sometimes. But when we when we have the knowledge that we need to understand that, we don't have to be intimidated right. by a principal when we go into our school because despite popular belief, the schools are ours. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or despite popular belief, the capital is ours. You know, right. you know? Right. that kind of stuff. But um, we don't have to have a fear of going in a place that we tr- have to trust, whether we like them right. or not. We have to trust to send our children to every day. We don't right. have to fear those things. You know what I'm saying? And we certainly don't have to fear the people or the systems and all of those things because it belongs to us. And it's you know also about building relationships. That's right. Exactly. Because... Parents have to build relationships with our teachers, but also with other parents. That's right. I may sit there and say, um, I don't want, I don't, I don't know what kind of background Anna has, and so I may not want Anna's child to interact with mine, but that could come from my own ignorance of not knowing Anna. That's but right. But once I build that relationship with Anna, I'm like, Anna, I need your son to be with my son in X, Y, and Z, um, and we can work together because your son is facing some of the same challenges that my That's son right. is facing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's about building relationships. Well, on another level on building relationships, and Michelle's got a question. Michelle, I'm not... Not cutting into your time here, I promise. Um, and when you have that relationship with administration, with teachers, too, you're not just a person coming with a problem. You're coming in as Michelle. Right. Yeah. And so right. that is huge. People listen when they actually have a relationship right. with you, you know. And so, and, and I know, granted, I'm not saying that the teachers and the administrators wouldn't listen if you came in with a problem. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that it's kind of like that secret sauce when you mm-hmm. come in on there saying, Oh, hey, Michelle, what, what's going on? Oh, mm-hmm. really? Oh, okay. You know, because they have in their mind, oh, she's the one who comes in and does all this, this mm-hmm. helps. So mm-hmm. that's and you know huge what? Too. We really are the secret sauce. We are. Yeah. Um, I just thought PTA stood for communication. I thought it was short for communication. Huh. I thought it was PTA was short for communication, <laughs> not for headphones, but definitely. But the, <laughs> the important part of that, though, that ties into PTA is not every single parent can walk into the school and right. have time to establish relationships exactly. with teachers or be present. So we are the conduit that makes that happen. That's huge. Yep. If, if you're a working parent and you can't make that time to establish those relationships, understand that that is what we're doing. So you're part of a unit mm-hmm. that automatically has that yeah. line of communication. Yeah. So they could text text you or they could mm-hmm. text Michelle or and trust yeah, and believe exactly. they really really do yeah. um, because people have their things yeah. and sometimes they can share those with us and we can Michelle will go into a school and say you know what can I just have a conversation with you principal mm-hmm. to parent conversation with you I had a parent to express this concern to tell me about this 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 how can you help me help her to do mm-hmm. whatever that thing is you know what I'm saying so at the end of the day it's village building yeah it's, it's village building definitely Michelle well before we go to break my question and I noticed you guys are talking about uh, at, at your office and we'll talk about a little bit at the end where that is where that now she puts on her headphones but where that office yeah, is and things but my question is this do you have many uh, men working with you ladies and how big is the uh, male presence in the PTA as a whole and in your organization at the main office girl let me tell you about the main oh office. stop wait, wait a minute right here <laughs> I'm in the room. Well, how um, challenging so, is it to get you know get uh, men as, involved? As mm-hmm. far as the council, as the um, the group of officers, we do have one guy, doctor, doctor, Senator, Senator David Blunt, who serves as our VP of legislation. Yeah. 
Um, but even outside of that, because we consider ourselves a network, we have this super fantastic program called the Books in the Barbershop mm-hmm. that um, is a community literacy effort that is made possible by way of a huge partnership between the council and the school district. And what the intent was, was to create an experience for men in the community to increase male engagement mm-hmm. and to also be of assistance to school by using those men to tap into the minds of our um, black boys in our yeah. schools. Because based on the data, especially at the time that we created this experience, our our young our young boys, our boys were experiencing challenges in the classroom, whether it be from behavior to all of these different things, because boys are different from girls. So not only was there a mentoring piece involved, but of course, according to the data, our reading, our test scores and our literacy pieces and all of those things, our numbers went down here when compared to the females. In, and that was across the district. So when we started having these conversations, we pulled in um, people from the State Department of Education and all of these trying to figure out how can we create an experience that goes beyond the school building that can help create a different experience for boys so that not only are they hearing how important this is in school, they're hearing how important it is in their community and they're hearing it from people who look just like them. So we created this books in a barbershop program to where we got barbers across the city who um, volunteer their time to create mentoring experiences in their shops. Um, And they connect that to reading by some means. So the work of the women is we help provide the resources, which is a ton of books made possible by um, sponsorships and donations from people all across the Southern region. Um, Scholastic is one of our big um, supporters for Mm -hmm. that. They help provide us a ton of reading resources and we create free libraries in barbershops all across the city of Jackson. And the barbers, they not only take advantage of those reading resources to put a book in the hand of the boys that come in to get haircuts and stuff, but they have conversations with them. And the conversations are, yeah, just boy, man talk, that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, that's which, great. Which goes on in a barbershop. Which it goes on in a barbershop, yeah. yeah. But, the, but the literacy piece in it, our, our barbers were so interested in doing the best that they can possibly do with this, they started to become interested in getting in Jackson Public Schools. So the literacy coaches in JPS created a professional development just for barbers so that they can understand the language so that they're saying and using the same words in the shop as their teachers do in the classroom. That kind of thing goes back to the relationship thing that Michelle was talking about. We started to gel all of that stuff. So now we have barbers planted across this city who have have the knowledge they need from the school district, the professionals, and they create a similar experience right there in the chair in their barbershops. And then, like I said, we provide all their resources and all of that good stuff. So it's a wonderful thing. We got a ton of men involved and they love what it is that we do. We just had to create it that was male specific because they didn't want to be the muffin mothers and all of that kind of (laughs) stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, hey. All right. We're going to probably get you to define that a little bit more as well. I'm just kidding. Uh, We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. We're going to continue talking with Rosalind Rosalind McCoy, Michelle Henry, and of course, Anna Hall with the Jackson Council PTA. And stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org slash underwriting for more information. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. 
Another great tune from the Now You're Talking Orchestra. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. We've had a fun show today. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it, too. We've, of course, got the incredibly shy Rosalind McCoy in, in the studio. <laughs> And uh, she loves she loves her headphones as well. She's the Jackson Council PTA president. We got Michelle Michelle Henry, who's the vice president of the Jackson Council PTA for middle schools, and of course Anna Hall, who's with the education committee, is in the studio as well. So, um, you know, the barbershop. I, I got to go back to that. The books in the barbershop, which is absolutely brilliant. And and you're right because I was at my my reunion. I'm not going to say what number it was, <clears throat> thirty. And um, <laughs> there were a bunch of us standing around, and I mean. I, I'm pretty lucky. A lot of the guys I play football with, I think once we got past the concussions, we had a pretty good life. And we were just sitting there talking about how much our dad's being involved with things. And, of course, they were really involved a lot with athletics. But they were still there and, and, and helping us. But how much that made a difference. And we were all sitting there telling stories about our dads and what they would do at the school and everything. And I just think that the books in the barbershop is, is brilliant, getting that male influence in there. I agree with you on that. Because yeah. um, here, again, despite popular belief, men really do want to be involved or engaged is what I call it. You know, they really do want that. But they have needs just like moms do. They have needs just like their children do. Well, they got skills, too. And, and, so. Yeah. yeah and, and they have just so much to offer. But a lot of times, and I don't mind saying this, but sometimes when women lead programs, we kind of take over. No. You know, and, and, <laughs> I, <laughs> and all of that stuff. So sometimes that kind of gets in the way of men being able to to go in and do their thing and make genius happen in the form of man yeah. in in our school. So what we did, we just kind of backed up a but little bit. But I think bit. it's brilliant going to the barbershops, too, because, yeah. I mean, you, you managed to get one of the main social hubs. Yeah. Right. And everything goes down in the barbershop. Barber shop. Oh, everything, yeah. everything. So we just used what was already there and created an experience right. that was useful to the school and to the home. So you, know. you meet them where they are. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, they don't have to come anywhere specific. Yeah. They because they won't. Go. Right, <laughs> exactly, know. exactly. But you'll see um, men and boys will go to a barbershop on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, and so you gather them there where they are and you offer them this opportunity to be involved and engaged. And then you will find my um, husband, when bar- Books in the Barbershop first came up, encouraged the barber that mm-hmm. does our son's yeah. cut our son's hair to get involved in the um, program because it was really a wonderful program. Right. And that's just, I, I just good too, that they've been buying in as well right. on that. Talk a little bit. What does the future hold for the PTA? I mean, how do you see it evolving, changing? Oh, I think that um, the history of the PTA, I would personally love it to change its reputation from mm-hmm. just cupcakes and fundraisers yeah. and, and something like to avoid. Cupcakes are great. Cupcakes yeah. are great. We can For keep breakfast. doing that. Mm-hmm. But um, to to be seen more as an advocacy group yeah. uh, to the benefit of our teachers and our students and our parents and um, – for people to utilize that resource and uh, look forward to being so, a part so of it. So you want the A to stand for advocacy? advocacy. I cannot say advocacy. that today. Gosh. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. And and, we, and giving kudos to Rosalind as our president, she has led you us. You better give her kudos. Giving kudos yeah. if I want to keep working. But um, <clears throat> she has led us in the forefront. She's been out front in making sure that we are advocates, that we are biggest 
children's biggest advocates and um, making sure that parents know that they can come to us. She talked about phones going off and buzzing and ringing inboxes and et cetera. Parents know that they have someone who is on their side and will work on their behalf and will help them. Not only will work on their behalf, but will also train them and teach them how to work on their own behalf. Then that is a blessing. And we have been very fortunate through Rosalind's leadership to follow in those footsteps and to open up those doors for so many people to come in and build those relationships and take down the intimidation mm-hmm. factor and mm-hmm. come back. I I remember when, and now I'm a JPS mom and et cetera. So uh, how can folks find out a little bit more about you? I know you've probably got a website, Facebook, so forth. Jackson council, PTA.weebly.com. Um, Jackson Council PTSA, I'm sorry, dot .weebly.com. And they, but they can just go to any of their local schools okay. and join the PTA. Exactly, that $5. That's yes. all it takes. There you go. Thank you so much for being on today. This thank is, you for This is fun. Us. I told thank you to go by fast. One by quick. One by quick. <laughs> I want to thank you, of course, for joining us today. I want to thank our special guests, Jackson Council PTA President, Rosalind McCoy, Michelle Henry, and, of course, Anna Hall as well. Now You're Talking is a production of MPB Think Radio and is produced by the incredible, amazing, wonderful, and now toothless, only one tooth, Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy Health and Fitness with Dr. Josie Bidwell and join us next week for another episode of Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.